Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning, 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 warning. You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Supernatural Show. And today we will be talking about uh, today we will be talking about um, we have, we're gonna have soundscapes, um, haunted objects, um, movies based on real life, and all fun sorts of crazy stuff. So stay t- stay tuned. So hey guys, it's Cecilia and Yahida. And Jackie. And we hope you enjoy our show today for Supernatural stuff. And we hope you get a small little spook. Listening to WLPN 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio White, Yolo Cali, in Little Village. And today we're gonna talk about um, illnesses that science still can't explain. So now let's go with the first one. The first one is exploding head syndrome. Basically, somebody who has this experience of a lot of headache that they feel that they're mind is about to blow I mean their head is about to blow and scientists think just they can't figure out why this happens so that's still a mystery second SIDS technically SIDS happens from when a child is born all the way to their a year old basically a child goes to sleep and basically they just die in their sleep third the dancing plague this happened in uh, starting in the city of in Rome in the 1518. It started when just people just started to dance and dance, and then a lot of people started to dance, and somehow they just couldn't stop dancing. The next one is bleeding calf syndrome. Technically, calves who are younger than 21 days old they experience a lot of bleeding internally. So that's why, that's the reason they, that a lot of baby calves die. So scientists still don't know why this happens and there's no cure or anything. So basically they just die. Um, water, aller- water allergy. Um, basically sufferers who have this can't be in the shower for too long or they get rashes and they can't drink water because if they sometimes they do drink water, but they have a high risk that their throat will start to swell up and they need to go to the hospital. Um, the other one is 
brain diarrhea. So technically, people who have ex experienced explosive diarrhea, it could last months, days, weeks, years um, with these symptoms. And, and there's no cure for anything because if you drink, like, say, like a lot of medications for diarrhea to, for you to stop, it just won't stop. And those are the illnesses that science still can't explain. So, what do you think, guys? I think the cat one was the one that uh, really disturbed me because I love cats. Cats. It, cows. Yeah, the cows. Give me a sec. Sorry. <laughs> I love cows. They're adorable. I was yeah, stuff like that. What about you? Uh, same. It's just it's it's pretty disturbing, you know, like how they die at a young, such a young age. Sometimes they don't even spend days alive, you know? So I think that that was pretty interesting. Nice, nice research. They were um, very creepy, too. What, which one did you personally think uh, scared you the most, Jackie? Um, the one that scared me the most is, also, is the, the... Well, it goes between two, between the bleeding calf and the dancing plague. Because... The, the bleeding calf, uh, you're just, like, left with this thought, like, why do they, why, where does the blood come from? Why does this happen when they take out their intestines and everything? They're all fine. Where do, why do they bleed? And the dancing plague creeps me out because since, since people just start randomly just, like, dancing, 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 and you're like, oh, my God. What is going on? And then they can't stop. And then you're like, I can't sleep. Ants to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds really disturbing. Yeah. Would you ever want to dance for a long time? I don't even dance for like a minute. <laughs> I'm awful at dancing. So this, <laughs> it will kill me in like five seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. What happens, what happens if you have... A a really wonderful day where you still dance? I mean, when no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dance in public. <laughs> Can you dance in public, Sessie? No, I cannot. I, I choose not to. I'm not really a dance person. <laughs> uh, I like music, but dancing is not my thing. I, I don't know how to do it either. <laughs> I appreciate those who actually know how to dance. Oh. Okay, so guys, um, our audience over there, out there um what do you guys think uh write us in our chat to the head audience for you guys uh we hope that um uh you guys enjoyed this little segment and um just you know get up on our chat and tell us what you think and next up we have a promo of yahira's strawberry <laughs> Jerry and my age is 14. Well, my repeat is going to be about 
uh, house that was, was built in 1816 by a rich man. And later he passed away, supposedly he passed away in, in 1879. And later the house was bought in, 18, in 1990 by a new owner named Medvedev Glukovsky with his family. They were there. And a bunch of things happened throughout the house, like paranormal activity. Or working on it because you have to come up with stuff. Well, for me, it's a little bit easier because I could come up stuff on top of my head like that easily. It starts off normal, like any other story. And it gets more in-depth into it. And all the things that happen to the family, the, the new owners of the house. In 1816, a mansion was built in Moscow, Russia. The mansion was owned by a rich Russian man named Rektov Abrahamsky. He lived in that mansion since the day he built it until the day he passed away. It was 12 a.m. January 3rd, 1879, when he died. The house was put to sell the following year, 1880, but never bought until a century later. The date was July 4th, 1980. The new house owner was Medvedev Gluhevsky. When he bought the mansion, it was very old. The mansion was falling apart. So he fixed it the way it was before. He and his family lived there. Him, his wife, son, and daughter loved the mansion. It has a trouble cleaning, but they managed by hiring a few maids. A week passed by, and everything was fair enough. Till at midnight, his son, Yuri Gluhevsky, he's 15 years old. He woke up to get a warm, delicious cup of milk. Till halfway into the kitchen, he heard a faint voice calling his name. It was a male voice. For a second, he thought it was his father. So he called out, Dad, is that you? Dad, no one answered. Until he heard a door opening. He got out of the kitchen. He looked left. There was nothing. He looked right and saw the basement door open slowly. And he thought that he needed to investigate it. So he started walking towards the door till it shut by itself. He got scared and tripped. And he got back up and ran to his parents to tell them. But they didn't believe a word, he said. The next morning, the father had an experience that left him speechless. It was 5.30 a.m. and the father woke up to go to work. He got dressed and kissed his wife on the cheek and went to a shower and gave them a kiss on the forehead. And he was going down the stairs. He heard a shout's laughter. He paused for a second and thought that he was hearing voices in his head. So he went down into the kitchen to make his lunch for work. A sandwich with ham, lettuce, cucumbers, pickles, spinach, black olives, and mayo. As he left the kitchen, out of the corner of his left eye, he saw something to return left in the far end of the hallway. He saw a shadowed figure. He couldn't quite put his finger on it, but that shadow must have been three feet, six inches. The figure had blonde hair, a striped long sleeve shirt, khaki short, dark brown shoes, white socks. His eyes were black as coal. He was frightened, so he closed his eyes and counted ten. When he was done, he opened his eyes slowly, and the mysterious shadow figure disappeared. 
He did some research about the origin of the house. He found out that the mansion was built in 1816 by a rich Russian man named Rektov Amrahamsky. He learned that Rektov had only one son. His son's name was Nikolai. He learned that Rektov's son died due to blunt force trauma to the head. And it says that he had a wife named Lexi, who also died. And the people always say Rektov died of old age, but he actually died due to a gunshot in the back of the head. He died at age 42, his wife at age 39, his son at eight. So the whole family was murdered. But what he heard of the mansion was that Rektov had no wife or kids and that he lived alone and he died of old age. He couldn't quite understand it. It was strange for him. The next day, he told his wife what he found out. Later that day, an hour before midnight, he heard a woman crying. He got out of his bedroom to investigate. He followed the laughter down the corridor and led him to a boarded-up door. He was surprised because he never knew about the door, and he was curious about what's behind the So he went to his toolbox, got a crowbar, and started to unboard it. When he was done, he tried to open the door, but it was jammed. He kicked the door open, and it led him to a corridor, and it was the exact same corridor where he was. Confused, he started walking through the door to the corridor. He was puzzled. He looked at the portraits. They were of him and his lovely family. He couldn't quite put his finger on it. When he reached the end of that corridor, it led him to another door. He opened it, and behind the door, it led him to a blood-covered living room. Bodies of him and his family on the floor. He laid on the floor with a bullet wound to the back of the head. His son had a wound in the side of his head. His wife stabbed repeatedly in the back. His daughter was decapitated. He was frightened, and in the far left side there was a door. The door was opening slowly. His heart was racing. He was sweating and froze there. The door was opening slowly and screeching, and it was followed by a maniacal laugh. We're back. Remember, you're listening to WLPNLP 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, in Little, Vi- in Little Village. Tell us, what's your favorite part? If you, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this spooky audio piece, tell us, what is your favorite part? And was it really spooky? Or did it give you chills? Go to lumpenradio.com and Message us in the comment section and tell us what was your favorite part and what gave you creeps the most. And we're going, and now we're going to, to scariest movies that were based on, yeah, that were based on real life. We're going to mysterious places, guys. The top most mysterious places. Correction right there. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> now, there's a lot of creepy places right here, such as L.A. La Nora, Chile. Um, basically, it's an abandoned town where probably you're wondering why is it abandoned, first of all. Um, first, the people were all nice and chilling and stuff, but then people got so rough in the town that they even um, put people to, like, slavery. So then people started to, like, migrate and started to, like, 
go away from all the town from the town and basically was left abandoned and some people say that that the area is haunted and stuff like that and the second one is Hauska Castle in Chazek Republic um, it is a forest of Prague yeah it's in Prague and basically um, this castle was built in a was built in a in a hole it was like to cover a hole so technically people say that this is the door the gateway to hell because um, they lo- they did an experiment so they lowered a prisoner down in the hole he was young and then he went over there and then they left him for like a few minutes and it started to roll him back up and then he came all old and wrinkly and crazy so wow <laughs> and the second one is the catacombs paris basically this is an underground um these are underground tunnels but like not not like ordinary underground tunnels basically this is a tomb where they have like that billions and billions and billions of skeletons so I mean, you can go visit, but, like, only a certain section. That's what I've heard. But, like, one wrong turn that you go through, you're already lost in your chances of getting out of that cave turns, like, to very little. So if you get lost, you're lost. You know, my biology teacher told me about this story where um, uh, the security guards, they uh, found uh, what seemed like a movie theater. Uh, in the catacombs, and uh, the uh, it had like, you know, like um, how how would I say it? Um, modern furniture, like like the bar it had seats and it had the screen. Yeah. And so there was actually uh, films to play, and then so, but then they're like, well, who who is this? So then they went, you know, they got out, and they went like searching for um backup. And when they got back the next day, everything was completely gone. That w- that's a true fact. That's a true story that my biology teacher, he shared with us one morning. Because he does, like, this these uh, random facts every morning for our class. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So, yeah, these catacombs are pretty creepy. I would never get in them. It's like it's like a labyrinth. Like I wonder where they came from, like, the bodies and the skulls. Do you know where? Oh, well, they used to um, bury people. Um, well... Supposedly it was for hygiene, I think, but they used to bury them underground. It was kind of like a cemetery under yeah. Paris. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was even more creepier because I mean I bet paranormal activity is like way higher over there than like anywhere else. That's just so weird. <laughs> That's like right under Paris yeah. too. Like that the city is so pretty, and then you go under and it's like whoa. You're like <laughs> oh well, what a surprise. <laughs> Oh, um, any more places that you want to share with us, Jackie? Um, yeah, um, the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Um, basically, it's outside of Chicago, so it's not that far. Um, this is a cemetery. It's not big, but, like, when you pass by, people say, like, there's, like, when you go inside, people say, like, there's, like, a lot, a lot of paranormal activity and, like, hauntings and weird stuff moving, so... So that's creepy. Is that, is that the one with the lady in white that's outside? I don't. The I remember the story of in the Chicago like a couple of years ago about this lady in white 
who goes down the street and people pick her up. Yeah. yeah and, like, or, so. like, run her over and they, like, go see and she's not there. Yeah. I, I've heard that in other places, too, like, like from other countries. Like, I remember there was this one story that I think took place in some place in Brazil. It said, it said that they also ran over someone and that that person was never there. So I think these, these stories are just, like, pretty common. But I would expect so. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it that they were true. But, yeah, so, like, that's pretty weird. I mean, running over someone and then having no one there, thats that would just, you know, give me the chills. I think that one had a clown, too. I, re- I read about a clown outside of Chicago that would wave at you and, like, disappeared after a while. It would just, like, wave at you slowly. <laughs> Probably a pedophile. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, if, if I would have seen that clown, I would just like, be like, nope. And just, like, turn around and just go back home. Walk away, Jackie. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's probably a prank. Yeah. Yeah. And our last one. Um, the Door to Hell Turkmenistan, I believe. Yeah. Um, this is a hole that has been burning constantly for the past 40 years. It's been, like, burning, and there's, like, magma and stuff like that. So people say, like, that's the gateway to hell. So, I'm, another I, one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about the castle that has the gateway to hell, I instantly thought of that one. Because, like, I heard that one from my sister. It's one of her favorites. And, yeah, it's been burning since 19-something. Yeah. Well, you know, there's also that one poem that's called uh, Tomino's, Tomino's Hell or something like that. It's a Japanese poem. It's supposedly, if you read it out loud, that you're cursed for life or something like that. And they also call that the gateway to hell. So, you know, I, I guess that goes on, th- that title goes on for several places and or things or stories. So, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I don't know which one would be, like, the most accurate place that you could call hell. But, I mean, it would be really cool to, like, go to that. I don't know. I would, I would like to, because that hole that you said burn that keeps on burning kind of reminded me of um silent hill because you know they say that there's actually a place that everything crumbles down to the floor like the floor just like suddenly evaporates yeah so i would i don't know i would like to check it out but my risks of falling would probably like 98 percent. so i'll just stay away (laughs) yeah all right well now we're gonna listen to a soundscape and we'll be right back
What's up, guys? So we're back, and you're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio. So next up, we have a top five, one of my top fives. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, this one is about top five movies that were actually haunted, or a, you know, cursed, as most people would say. So first off, we have The Poltergeist. So the Poltergeist movie franchise has been cursed from the beginning. It is said that the 1982 movie was shot using real human skeletons as props, which cursed the entire franchise from day one. Several primary members of the cast of each film in the series lost their lives in close proximity to the productions, most notably young star Heather O'Rourke, who died at just 12 years old. Little Oliver Robbins, Robbie Freeling, nearly died when he was choked by the arms of the evil puppet that dragged him under the bed. Dominique Dune, who played Dana Freeling in the original film, was murdered by an angry ex-boyfriend at the age of 22, the same year the movie was released. Other casualties of the supposed curse include Poltergeist 2, Will Sampson, and Julia Beck. On a less tragic note, Joe Beth William claimed that each night she returned home from the set of the original Poltergeist, the pictures hanging on her wall were crooked. It became a regular ritual for her to straighten them out, which, needless to say, gave her a nightly spook. So, um, that Poltergeist, the the new version, just came out, like, last year, no? Oh, did it? I had no idea. Uh, a year or two ago? I forgot. But I remember watching it with my cousins one night, and, ah, it didn't really give me a lot of, um, spooks, you would say, um... I remember thinking, like, yeah, those movies, like, the, those 80s scary horror movies, you know, they they were, you could obviously see that the effects were fake, but, um, I, I don't know, there was, there's like, just this... Like, back then, it wasn't much yeah, obvious, there's just like, this it was so vibe. new and, like, scary. Yeah, there's, there's just this vibe of 80s and 90s movies, you know, even if they look really fake, like, you know, I don't know, I would still enjoy them, like, Jason the Killer, um... Those movies, um, which one? Where's Freddy from? Freddy? Freddy, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. all these movies. Yeah. And, and also, um, talking about using real bones in the movie, um, I, I remember my mom told me this story where she was, like, in the, studying for a nurse and she needed to make bones out of, um, silicone. Oh. So, so technically, um, she went... And, like, got real bones, I don't know from where, and then she used them. And then later, um, when she was done with the project and everything, weird stuff started to happen. I mean, like, this was a long time ago. Like, really, really long time ago. Oh, wow. That must have been pretty scary. (laughs) And weird stuff started to happen, and later she was like... Because I think her friend brought the bones, and then she was like, here. And then she didn't know what... What were the bones? Like, she said, oh, these are bones. And she's like, yeah, we can just paint them white and everything. She was like, oh, cool. And then that's why she painted them white and, like, put silicone. And then later she got an A+. And weird stuff started to happen at her house, such as her room smelled, like, dead, like a dead dog. But the bones didn't smell like anything. Oh, wow. And then so later her... And then later she said that she saw um, the... glass of water fly like with and threw it like across the room and then later her grandma 
like took her to church with the bones and then she like the grandma like broke the bones and then they were found out that it was real bones and then they like took it to church and they did I don't know what and then just then okay. it okay just yeah yeah I know they probably like I don't know perform some sort of exorcism on the bones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um well next up we have the omen uh, fans and theorists believe that the strange real-life deaths and accidents linked to Richard Donner's The Omen were the work of the an- Antichrist, oh God, <laughs> around whom the movie plot revolved. Okay, Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer were aboard planes struck by lightning, while producer Harvey Bernard, Bernard, yeah, is that how you pronounce it, was almost struck by lightning in Rome. Several people linked to the film were involved in a car crash, including the director. During the film, director Richard Donner's hotel was bombed by the IRA. Peck almost boarded a flight during a trip to Israel, one of the locations during the shoot. They crashed and killed son Jonathan Peck, committed suicide. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this just thing, guys. Um, So the flight during the trip to Israel, it actually killed and crashed everyone. Oh, wow. That that sucks. I hope there weren't kids there. Anyways, several animal handlers were attacked and injured. Uh, As I was saying, uh, Peck's son, Jonathan Peck, committed suicide several months before filming began. That must have taken a lot of courage from, you know, Peck. I mean, I I would think that the death of a son would, you know, have a lot of emotional... uh, A lot of effect on his emotional performance, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, his son died. That's, That's tragic, don't you think? Well, yeah, it is. Um, following the production, special effects director John Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were involved with a serious car accident that decapitated Moore. Uh, um, in fact, the curse on the movie was so severe that it got carried forward even in the 2006 remake of the movie. At one point during production, an entire two days' worth of footage was lost when a camera malfunctioned, and director John Moore insisted that the broken camera displayed the message error 666. Actor Liev Schreiber was attacked by a dog and fellow star Pete Postlewhite's brother dropped dead during a card game after pulling three sixes. Ah, the wow. beast's the beast's number, guys. That's that's that's, that's weird. I always wanted to watch that movie though. Which one? The Omen. The Omen. Yeah, I never watched it. I came out. I was too small for it, and my parents were being like, "No," <laughs> like, and no. like now I'm gonna go watch it. I always wanted to watch, um, what was it? Was it called The Ring? Or what Ring? was it called? I, I don't know. Do you mean yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, there's a movie. Um, I, I always wanted to watch it. I hear a lot of reviews, like, on um, countdowns and YouTube videos. Like, they're like, oh, well, this movie was one of the most um, scary movies in history and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch it now. It, it looks pretty cool. I thought, at first I thought it was like, I don't know, The Ring. I imagined some sort of proposal movie. <laughs> Classic romantic movie. Yeah. And um, third up, guys, Rosemary's Baby. I have not heard of this movie. But um, producer William Castle of the movie Rosemary's Baby received threatening letters following the film's release. One read, Bastard, believer of witchcraft, worshipper at the shrine of Satanism. My prediction is you will slowly rot during a long and painful illness, which you have brought upon yourself. Okay. Castle started suffer, um, suffering from debilitating health issues following that, 
which convinced him that the movie was cursed. During one emergency room visit, he reportedly screamed, Rosemary's, for God's sake, drop the knife. He also said the story of Rosemary's baby was happening in life, which is all of them were casting their spell and I was becoming one of the principal prayers. But perhaps the most horrific real-life incidents to happen surrounding this movie was the murder of director Roman Polanski's wife Sharon Tate, who was pregnant at the time along with her three friends by members of the Manson family. Oh God, that's, that's, that's messed up. I heard of Rosemary's Baby. So is is it a thing for like uh, like people to get like pregnant with their friends like like all because it said right here that she three other uh, her three other friends of Sharon Tate were also pregnant you know like I've I've also heard like scary stuff of like the number three like just like the number six something about like the the witch oh the witching hour they say that three a.m. is um the witching hour don't they say that like I, I thought remember. it was like the uh, the devil's hour. Like, 3 a.m. The witching hour. I guess it's like uh, it's the same. Yeah, so, like, sort of related. I remember hearing that in The Conjuring, which might just be in one of our next movie countdowns. So, that was it for today, guys. And, um, for, for me. And But, I have extra movies coming up. So, just stay tuned, and I'll do a few other five movies with you guys that were actually haunted. Are listening to Lumpin Radio. Good job. Hi, we're back. Remember, you are listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Rita Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolo Cali, and Little Village. And probably you're chilled to the bone right now, but guess what? I'm gonna give you more chills. So we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about movies, scary movies that were based on real life. First one, Annabelle. Probably you've heard of Annabelle. But it's, remember, like, the movie, it's not a porcelain doll. It's a rag doll. And basically, it was bought from as a birthday gift, it, but it was in an antique store. So it was bought in 1970. And technically, when they bought the doll, it's weird stuff started to happening around the house, such as the doll appeared in another place where they left it here and then it appeared there. And then 
all sorts of weird stuff just like happened. And the second one, probably you heard of the movie Exorcist. You know, the original film, The Exorcist. So that movie was based on a real life, but it was not about a girl. It was about a boy. Um, it was in 1949 in Maryland where this boy played the Ouija board. And basically weird stuff started to happening once he was done. Then he came possessed. And then they performed exor- an exorcist. It lasted like a month or more than a month. Of the, with the exorcist and he was cured so now the conjuring too the and the conjuring too they were both based on real life stories and they were in the UK it was during the it was in England in 1977 and basically they moved to a new house the family and they became and the girl began to hear noises around the house weird voices around her and then she she get, she became possessed and they performed an exorcist on her which um which lasted a while and some people claim that this is fake but and the next one is the girl next door um it, this was based on a crime in Indiana State. Um, this happened in 1965. It was the biggest crime ever right there in that state. So, yeah. Now, the possession. Um, the possession is from uh, Dubai. I don't know. Dubai? Yeah, du- yeah Dubai um, box story. Um, people who, like, buy this box, like, in real life, who buy this box actually, like, experience weird stuff in, like, eBay. Like, people who work on eBay have these boxes in storage, and they say that they experience, like, weird stuff when they're, like, around those boxes and all around the building. Wait, I thought it was just one box. No. Well, right there in, in the film, it was, um, it was, like, possessed and stuff like that, but, like, in real life... Um, those boxes, they're like boxes that carry the evil spirits in it. And it's supposedly for, like, the Jews say, like, it's the evil box with the demon inside. So. Yeah, I think it was it was one box. Uh, well, the actual thing. I'm pretty sure you're talking about, like, the props, right? That Sh- they used? Yeah, sure, but... But people who work in eBay who have those boxes in stores say that they experience weird stuff. Yeah, um, okay. Oh. Well, that's, that's, that's strange. <laughs> so what do you I feel think? feel for them. What do you think about what, what was your creepiest one? What gave you chills to the touch? The eBay one reminded me of this other story where they're selling this painting. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, but the, supposedly the, it's, the a, it's a hand painting? The no, not painting? the hands painting. No? It's like a screaming man or something. Um, oh, he was, that, that he actually like screams that you can see, you can hear something like that? No, it's not that. It's like uh, supposedly it was, it was painted with blood. Oh. Uh, the real one is locked away, though. The one that's on eBay is fake. Uh, the 
person posted the fact that it's locked away in a safe place yeah, where no box. one can find it. It's not exactly like the box. It's it's a it's a, it's a wine a wine cabinet. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember doing some some research on this though. It was just one box, and that they locked it away, and that they never, the guy that um locked it away, he never revealed the the location. So it's somewhere safe, quote quote. Yeah, but yeah. It was yeah, just somewhere. one box. Yeah, it was with the uh, the painting stuff. Yeah, it had a I think a burnt rose and um like different little objects and i remember there was a like um some hair as well like a lock of hair i think so too yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right uh we're going to present now an audio piece based on a real life story alcatraz now let's listen and remember you are listening to wlpnlp chicago 105.5 fm lumpen radio George Montiel, and my age is 17 years old. Yeah, well, my audio piece right now is about Alcatraz, which made up a scary story about an inmate that's locked up, and he ends up getting visited by ghosts that were prisoners at the same jail, and he's visited them before. Or like he used to know him as such. Pretty much I brainstormed most of it. And then I came up with a lot of it on my head. And right now I'm using um, GarageBand to fix and add sounds to it. Because I recorded it. So it's my voice saying the story. And the sound effects are just to make it more interesting. And it has like music added to it, so it won't keep you bored. Entry 106. 20 minutes out the hole, here in the gateway to hell. I was asked by Harv the Hammer, Harvey Kerrigan. I've seen this man before on TV. He's been convicted for the murder of five women and rape of ten others in Alaska, Washington, North Dakota, and Minnesota. I don't know why he came up to me. So I replied, I'm in for robbery in a scared but strong way. He asked, Who did you rob? I replied, I robbed 20 banks and murdered 12 people after the first date robberies. What did you call? He asked, last person I killed was an off-duty officer. I took his car as a getaway. That's pretty stupid, I'm stupid. He chuckled, then he mentioned, Seems like we're going to be close friends since you've been again for some time. And Harvey left. My body stood still. I felt frozen. I was scared. Maybe he'd rape me and kill me in my sleep. Then I realized there's people that have committed worse crimes. Luckily, I've made it through one more day. In 3220, I was woken up by the guards, but who could sleep when you've got murderers all around you? Who am I to speak, right? The 9 by 5 cell is hell, especially sharing it with someone. My cellmate is George Machine Gun Kelly, 
who was also a bank robber. His wife was his accomplice. They were both sentenced in 1933. He arrived September 4, 1934, among the first group of prisoners. Journal, 
and the last entry, 586, his last words were, I'm going to finally be free. of a book. Your happy endings astray. The sadness lasts forever. <laughs> so, let me tell you a story. You're listening to WLPN LP 105.5 FM Lumpen Rio, Chicago, broadcasting live from Studio Way in Little Village. Man, what I forgot to turn on the mic. <laughs> Always having technical difficulties. So we are back with a oh 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 okay. We are back with <laughs> we had an awkward pause between Yahira and me. Okay, so um, we are back, guys. We have um, five more movies we would like to talk with with you guys about. Actually, I did four, but uh, oh well. We could do five this time. So, um, five movies that were actually haunted. We can do three more. A bonus more. Yeah, we can do three. All right. Nice way of telling me I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so, um, The Innkeepers. Um, so, the director of this movie, Ty West, has himself given an interview regarding the cursed nature of the movie. And he said, and I quote, I'm a skeptic, so I don't really buy it, but I've definitely seen doors close by themselves. I've seen a TV turn on and off by itself. Lights would always burn out in my room. Everyone on crew has very vivid dreams every night, which is really strange. Star Sarah Paxton would wake up in the middle of the night thinking someone was in the room with her. Everyone has stories, but I was too busy saying, let's shoot this, we have 17 days. Um, we have The Possession, which um, Jackie mentioned before. So, another cursed horror movie of the more recent times. The 2012 horror film The Possession was inspired by real-life events revolving around a debuk box, which is a wine cabinet, I was right, said to be possessed by an evil spirit. Though he says he's a skeptic, star Jeffrey Dean Morgan admitted that some pretty freaky things happened on the set of the film, including light bulbs exploding, cold breezes, and the set being imbued with an overall creepy vibe. At one point, a storage facility burned to the ground, destroying the titular, titular, am I saying that right? Titular box made from the, for the movie. And last but not least, we have The Exorcism of Emily Rose. So if you thought curses such as these were exclusive to older films, think again. Released in 2005, The Exorcism of Emily Rose is one of the most recent examples of a horror movie curse. A star... As star, Jennifer Carpenter believed that she had been followed home from the set by an entity none too happy about the content of the film. After the shooting wrapped up, the actress stated, When we were shooting, my stereo kept turning itself on in the middle of the night. It freaked me out because it started playing Pearl Jam's Alive, just the I'm still alive part. It stayed with me for a while. So, that's why, that's weird. That's crazy. I'm still alive. I'm still Tyler. alive. I'm like, still alive. <laughs> You're just playing that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying to touch that button. <laughs> Anyways, so. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what do you thought about Alcatraz? Alcatraz? 
Um, I know some facts about them and about it's like in the middle of the ocean, it's haunted, blah, blah, and all those normal stuff that you usually know. But I think it's very interesting. It's a prison and of course it's going to be haunted because a lot of times prisoners will kill each other. Yep. Or I kill another, like, kill other people. Kill other people mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, I'm guessing like back then though, I don't know if it has still happened now. So just... The prison. I want to go see it. <laughs> Basically, what I want to do. Same. I want to go see it. Okay, so Yahida, tell us about your new promo, Strawberry. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> I was hoping this won't happen. Uh, Strawberry is the promo for uh, my new audio pieces or a story that's gonna go called Colorful War Checks. It's been changing names constantly, and I finally have what I'm gonna put on there and stuff like that. It's about a narrator named Strawberry that tells you about stories. She tells you about different things that happen. Later on, you start noticing a small connection between all of them. And that's basically it. Um, uh, the person who voices Strawberry is my best friend, who is an amazing voice actor. And I hope you'll, see, you'll hear more of it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> cool. I would, li- I would love to hear it. So, um, what inspired you to do this, like, strawberry? Oh, my God, so many things. <laughs> uh, Homestuck, Undertale, Gravity Falls. <laughs> I'm just naming, Gravity like... Gravity Falls had I'm, to be there. I'm naming nerd stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> but, yeah, True. what made me uh, do this is basically other people doing these stories, and I just love the idea of just making up a story that just makes you either sad, angry, or mad or anything like that i just love the idea of manipulating someone's emotions i don't know i'm a little weird like that (laughs) (laughs) we all have a little uh an an inner psycho within us each and every one of us some of us take it to the extreme some of us don't some of us use it for fun stuff like this so good good way to use your (laughs) psycho (laughs) your inner psycho and well so i've had some questions in the chat and um, so it says, uh, I think, Jackie, you should answer this. Um, where does the blood come from? From one of your, I think, what was it? The bleeding calves? Yeah, the bleeding calves. Um, well, technically, I, that was the first question that popped up to mind that people will ask. So I've been, last night I've been researching. And what I found is that scientists still have no clue where the blood actually comes from. Because... All of the guts and everything have, like, literally blood in it, but, like, they don't know what causes it for calves to bleed. Mm. So it's a mystery unknown still. And on the question, does anyone on this show ever dance? <laughs> uh, I think I answer that question, and I only dance when I'm alone and, like, for a minute. Um, well, small victory minute. <laughs> well, for me... I love to dance because I remember in um, when I was in sixth grade, I joined a break dance program. So I break dance. So that's where my passion of dancing be- began. All right. Well, Jackie. Well, okay. We would like to say that this is Jackie's last show. She's yes. going away. She's leaving us. <laughs> Did you heard the crying one? Uh, where is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But um yeah, it's it's Jackie's last show with us. 
um, we've we've enjoyed the time you've been with us here. And I hope you enjoy the time that you were yeah. with us and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah I did. I really <laughs> did. Yeah. I'll miss everybody. I'll miss this. I'll miss everything. Yeah. Throwback to the 21 Minus event where, yeah. we all, where Jackie just went overboard with the whole alien thing. She put, like, a lot of... Uh, glitter papery stuff on her um on her clothes actually everything and it was just it was so funny we should post some pictures on instagram i think we do i think we have some so you guys should check them out my audience out there and um well we just hope the best for you jackie once you leave and um well we hope you make friends yeah. And that you never, ever, ever forget us. Or else we will hunt you down, we will find you, and we will not kill you, but we'll probably yell at you. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps it up for today, guys. You are listening to WLPN 105.5 FM, Lumpen Radio, and uh, broadcasting live from Studio Y in Yolokali in Little Village. And, well... Bye. <laughs> it's just straight bye like go away yeah. <laughs> I'm Cecilia I'm, I'm Yahida I'm Jackie and we hope you enjoyed our show we will miss you Jackie I'll miss y'all too it's me I haven't heard from you in a while I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.